Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling on this now. Thursday morning, big day in Sixers land, NBA trade deadline day. We'll see what they do. I don't expect them to do much, but we'll see. Sixers put out another stinker last night. So it's really getting uh, difficult and frustrating with them. We'll do some Eagle stuff, obviously. Some Super Bowl three days away now. Some follow-up, a lot of follow-up on the Dave Dombrowski interview from yesterday and a lot as we assess the Phillies offseason as it was, as it still theoretically could be. They could still sign some guys. But we'll do a deep dive on the Phillies as we uh, gear up toward uh, spring training in just a couple of days. All of it with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richard Rich. Hello, Joe. Hello there, bud. I just ran around all over the place. Uh, I a little bit that. out of breath. I, I can see that. You're not that out of breath. But a little bit out of breath. Like Daryl Morey at the start of a press conference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite to Daryl's level No, yet. but you're, you're pushing it. Hey, guys. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were uh, female gladiators in ancient Rome. Huh. Okay. I didn't know that. Nice. Right. Yes. Fought just like the males. I mean, not, not the greatest gig really but well, it's a horrible gig i guess <laughs> i mean there's a chance you really could win your freedom yeah, you're a then... slave and good chance you're a slave unfortunately and you're gonna probably die probably gonna get eaten by a lion so really you say nice if to that there's that chance... nice nice to be in a slave well, about it, to die it was nice that i thought they were gladiators female power <laughs> exactly <laughs> female... that's what i was going i knew where you were going just... stay at home mom gladiator <laughs> i'm just playing hmm. around all right 215-592-9494 so all right uh, Dombrowski, the interview from yesterday, we're going to re-air it early in our show today, around 6.30, 6.35 today. So if you missed it yesterday, comprehensive deep dive with the Phillies uh, uh, executive uh, vice – what is it? What, what the hell is it? President of Baseball President Operations. President of Baseball Operations, Dave Dombrowski. That's up ahead in about a half an hour. Um, one thing that stood out from yesterday's show, and we didn't discuss it too much. We had a poll, and then at the end of the show we, we referenced the poll – the poll question was, has the Phillies offseason disappointed you? And it struck me that 69% of people said, yes, it has dis- the Phillies offseason has disappointed 69% of people that responded on the poll. 31% said no. Now, count me amongst the no's. I'm not disappointed. And I, and I want to tackle this issue today at 215-592-9494 on the phone lines and find out, you know, essentially, uh, are, are you disappointed by what the Phillies have done this offseason, yes or no? And then, of course, the follow-up, why or why not? I mean, I'm not at all. Now, has it been Bonanza? No. Did I expect it to be Bonanza? No. You know why? Because they got a lot of really good players. You know who needs a damn good offseason, meaning a lot of different stuff? Freaking Eagles do. 
I mean, what this Phillies basically did is said bye-bye to one of their own, Reese Hoskins, and said stay to one of their own, Aaron Nola. That's about it. It's about all they did. They could afford that. They could do that because they got almost every position covered. Would I like to see the bench improved? Yes. Do I think they can still do that before the start of the season or at the trade deadline? Yes. Do I think they need to still do that with the bullpen? Yeah, to an extent, on both fronts, whether it's before the season or trade deadline. They're going to make the playoffs either way. But I look at the Phillies as a team that really it was kind of a stand pat, and I'm fine with that because they got good players. Eagles, totally different story. John, talk to me and your thoughts on that poll result. And, again, I want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494. I mean, to everyone listening right now, if you are of the mindset of the 69% of people that said they're disappointed in the Phillies offseason, come to the table here and tell us at 215-592-9494 why you're disappointed. Or if you see it as I do, you know, where, where you come down on that. John, where do you come down on this one? I'm happy our team really is where it needs to be, and I have faith that Dave Dombrowski, if he discovers that the team needs more help, he'll get this team more help, plain and simple. Uh, quiet doesn't mean inactive. He told us that yesterday. I love that quote. I'm very happy with things. I'm very happy with Nola returning. I'm hopeful for Wheeler and expectant that they're making him a priority because they told us yesterday that he is. He is all that. Uh, I'm happy for our team. that they, They're really good. They didn't need much. We were quiet, but not for a lack of trying with the right guy with Yamamoto. You know, I, I like that we went so hard after the right guy. I agree. You know, that means that we could go after someone else if he's the right guy. Uh, I hear that we need to add bullpen help because the loss of Kimbrell and, and so, you know, he did, he was the guy. But, you know, Kirkering now, feels like he's sort of slotted to come in there and have that opportunity. It feels like he's going to have that chance to dominate. Alvarado, he can dominate too. Jeff Hoffman last year, you should have gained a lot of faith in what he can do. Soto, Brogdon, we, it just feels like we're loaded. And, and, and in a lot of areas that we're complaining about as fans, uh, we're lamenting the center field situation with Johan Rojas I'm super thrilled that we've got one of the premier athletes at that position in Major League Baseball and that he knows what he has to work on, that he's FaceTiming with Kevin Long, working on his swing day after day, and, and we're hearing that the results are really positive. He, this, this guy's going to be really, really improved this season. That's, a, that's, that's great for me. I'm excited to see well, we'll, how improved yeah, he's going to we'll be. Yeah, we'll see on that. I'll say this. So, the the Rojas thing, I'm okay with it. I'm not where John is in the thrilled category. But, like, tackling the Rojas versus Reese Hoskins thing, I think the Phillies made the right decision. Yeah, no question. Let me be clear. Like, it's, more it's, athletic. It hurt the period. heart. It hurt the heart because it made me sad. It made me sad to see Reese go. But I can understand in a world where, you know, like, who's going to have a better next five to six years? Probably Rojas. No, not definitely. Not definitely. Let me be clear. Reese Hoskins is a damn good player. Reese Hoskins probably have a better year this year, if I had to guess. But I get the argument for the Phillies to prioritize defense and speed and a little bit less lumbering out there and all that sort of stuff that Reese rep- represented. So I, I get it. I also get how he's $17 million cheaper and how that and, – and I know some people would say, well, that's well, – why is that a consideration? I'll tell you why that's a consideration. Because there's only so much money the Phillies are going to spend. They're not going to spend a billion dollars a year. Okay, And I accept that as a fan. You know why? Because they're in the top five of baseball spending. 
So this isn't a scenario where they're cheap, but they do want to allocate resources in a proper manner. I respect the fact that holding that $17 million without giving it to Reese and, and having Rojas play for less than a million dollars helps you, for instance, at the trade deadline if you want to acquire someone that's got a big contract. Sure as heck helps you on the Zach Wheeler front when it comes time for him to be a free agent. May have already helped you as it relates to re-signing Aaron Nola, which I thought was priority number one. Now let me be clear when I say re-signing Aaron Nola priority one. What I mean by that is re-signing Nola or getting a pitcher of a similar level. That was the priority this offseason. You could not go into next October with Wheeler and then like, okay, I'm trying to uh, – Rangers my two? Love Ranger. Don't want him to be two. The single biggest reason why the Phillies have succeeded in a lot of rounds in the postseason – yes, they haven't won the World Series – but in a lot of rounds in the last two Octobers, the number one reason, in all due respect to Bryce Harper's excellence, and he's been great, and a lot of other guys doing a really good job, the number one reason is the one-two punch in October of Wheeler and Nola. Wheeler and Nola. And they've maintained that. So now they might, they might, you know, uh, eat it five years from now, four years from now, if Nola starts declining. And eventually he will with a seven-year contract. But they have maintained this ship in a way that I thought was necessary, essential, and one for me as a, as a fan. And again, we'll hear from you at 215-592-9494. I mean, honestly, John makes me happy. And I was struck by 69% being, you know, basically unhappy yesterday, disappointed. We're- we're such a talented team and we're going to be bolstered by young talent that we're not even fully aware of yet. Like got Ryan Kirkring guys like that. Uh, we have a team who has struggled coming out of the gates the last couple of years, a really talented team. Who's got a proactive approach to this season to come out of the gates faster. This very talented team that was so talented they really didn't need to do a whole bunch of adding right. this offseason, now has a plan to start even faster than we did the last couple of years because really that was the only place that, that you really need to improve majorly in the, in the first half. I will say that so they say, though. I mean, they have to do it. You have to do it in order to yes. do it. So, so we'll see when, when that time comes. But, look, your chance today to weigh in on all this at 215-592-9494. John, as today's show is brought to us by. Today's studio sponsor is the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You're in the zone. New users get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. Bet Parks, you must be 21 and in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Joe to Cameron Jenrich, your phone calls on this throughout the show. Also up ahead, of course, Dave Dombrowski, what he said to us yesterday. We'll get to that audio. We'll rock all your calls. Are you disappointed in the Phillies offseason? Yes or no? Why or why not? It's good to talk Phil's baseball. We need to talk Phil's baseball because it's, in my opinion, good for the heart when you see the 76ers doing what they're doing lately and knowing the way the Eagles season crashed and burned. Your thoughts on the Phil's? Big day on them. Also, big day for the Sixers. Trade deadline. We'll get into that reality and more up ahead next. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIP. Hey, Tasty Cake has a treat for every John. From uh, peanut butter fans, they got the uh, the candy cakes, the chocolate coated cakes with a creamy layer of peanut butter inside. You like the simple classics? Of course you do. Crimpets, the light sponge cakes topped with uh, rich icing. Donut lovers have options for days. You've got frosted mini donuts, powdered mini donuts, and you cannot forget about the delicious new dip and sticks flavors. I mean, there's so many uniquely satisfying treats to choose from. But that's no surprise because it's Tasty Cake. You know Tasty Cake. You've been eating Tasty Cake. So have I. My entire life. Love it. Tasty Cake. Except no substitutes. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Yeah, the Sixers thing is referenced there, Henry, with the update. It's 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 getting tough. It's a tough watch, man. It really is. Uh, it's an important day for them with the trade deadline. We'll see what you expect. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the day. Brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. With red tag bonus cash on every new Armin Chevrolet Equinox, it ends soon. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Visit ArminChevy.com. On this trade deadline day with the trade deadline at 3 o'clock today, so now under nine hours, we ask you this question. Do you expect the 76ers to make a meaningful trade before today's 3 p.m. trade deadline, yes or no? Now, obviously, meaningful is, you know, subjective. So you can assess that as you want. Um, but uh, meaningful trade, yes or no, before the deadline, you can weigh in at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter and certainly on the phone lines as well. One thing I do wonder about with the phone lines today when people call in, uh, I'll be curious how many people were disappointed in the Phillies all season and voted no yesterday or, or voted that they are disappointed with 69% because of the retention of Rob Thompson as manager. That's something that I wonder if that's sticking in people's crawl. It's not in mine, although I will say I was very, very aggravated for second straight October with some of his decisions in the crucible of the postseason. Look, he got a lot of them right. But he got he got the Kimbrel thing dramatically wrong, and I thought the Rojas thing dramatically wrong when I thought it was very obvious he should go the other way. So I do wonder if people say my disappointment in the offseason is actually related to Rob Thompson. Let's go to the phones and find out what you think. By the way, if you're, you know, cool, standing pat as they did, or happy, so to speak, with the Phillies offseason, we'll take those phone calls as well. Let's kick it off with John. John, good morning, buddy. Johnny. All right, John, not ready to go. Let's go to Rob right now. He's calling from Doylestown. Hi, Rob. Hi, good morning. Uh, Dombrowski says that, uh, that he's counting on improvement from within, and one of the ways that they can improve from within is to is with the running game. And I don't know why uh, that, you know, they need to put Turner and, and start one and two. Uh, and and be aggressive on the base paths, and they need a first base coach uh, who knows how to coach uh, a low disciple. Well, for okay, Rob, for what it's worth, Turner and Stott had an exceptional stolen base rate last year, so the first base coach is probably fine. 
I mean, weren't don't, weren't those guys combined only thrown out three times last year? Am I remembering this right? I think he was Turner was perfect, right? Yeah, Turner, Turner was, was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so 30 rough, for 30, I think. I think it's rough to, to nail the first base coach when Turner's 30 for 30 and Stott only got thrown out three times. So Yeah, they're a terrible base running team. They're one of the worst ever. And uh, they needed a, a <laughs> What are you basing pick. that on? Basing it on their getting thrown out. Uh, well, uh, Har- Harper, does dump, Harper does dump. That's his fault, man. They are frustrating yeah, that's, that's, Bryce okay, Harper what? is a bad base runner, and that's on him. Uh, okay, so blame him, but. You know, if they had the a, Phillies a, had the I, third best stolen base percentage in all of baseball last year as a team. That's tremendous. Okay, that, I'm talking about the base base running, not just stealing bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they they flubbed it up quite often, and a lot of times it was Bryce. Yeah, I mean, I okay. don't remember a second that, culprit. I really don't. Only Bryce. Boom. I don't. Okay. Re- I don't remember. No, like, I mean, maybe like at a moment or two. Yeah, of course slow. you're gonna have moments. He's just slow, but Bryce is the slow. only dumb yeah. base runner on the team. I think so too. Yeah. Yep. I would replace uh, Paco with uh, Chase Utley, who knows how to knows who's bro. Yeah, Rob. Rob, here's the deal. Chase made I don't know 150 million. Probably Chase ain't coaching first base. Probably don't want to be a first base doing? coach. Uh, hey, hey, caller number one, right out of the gate. There it is. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I tell you what, nowhere to go but up, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because when you call in today, you got a shot to win uh, a, a really cool uh, prize, and we're going to get to that coming up in one minute. In one minute, uh, in one minute, a very cool prize today on the show. Live bet all your favorite sports, including the big game. Play your favorite casino games on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Bet more than the score. Bet Philly and all pro hoops. Bet on players, individual performances, and more. Live bet as you watch. Bet Fly Guys Hockey. Bet MMA. You can play Blackjack, Roulette, and Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. Play a wide variety of the hottest slots, too. With the big game Sunday, San Fran is a two-point favorite against Kansas City. Over-unders, 48 points. Check player props, bet on the coin toss, over-unders by team, the scoring by quarters. Join me and download the Bet Park Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet. Get $125 in bonus sportsbook bets back. Must be a winning bet, and bonus bets must be wagered once. The Bet Park Sportsbook is the only sports betting app I use and recommend. Safe, secure, easy to use. New users only. Terms and conditions apply. See website betparks.com for details. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. We're giving away Usher tickets today. It's a really cool prize. Usher's going to be in town at the Wells Fargo Center on uh, August 30th. Tickets are on sale to the public at 10 a.m. On you know, February 12th, they go on sale. So a couple more days till they go on sale. Ticketmaster.com. Now, he's also performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's the right? halftime performance. Usher. So just so I understand, our, our show is giving away tickets to the guy who's going to be performing Super Bowl this week. You're damn right, buddy. We just happen to not be giving away Super Bowl, Super Bowl performance tickets. tickets. No. But it's still really cool because well, you don't have to travel, you know, like across 17 states to go see him you know, perform. Just got to go to, you know, the Wells Fargo Center. It's good stuff. All right. Here's the deal. Um, Taxi Driver, a great movie. Tremendous movie from the 1970s, which I believe... 76. I believe lost to Rocky when it came so time. So, th- Joe, that is the all-time 
best picture run. Like the, oh, really? that year. It's Rocky. It's all the president's men. It's it's Taxi Driver. And there's yeah. one. Oh, Network. It's like four all time movies. Yeah, nominated for that's that. good stuff. So a lot of good. I mean, Taxi Driver. It's deep. It's dark. It's all that stuff. By the way, we're going to talk to uh, Dave Dombrowski. You're going to hear the interview when we spoke to Dave Dombrowski yesterday. You're going to hear that in its entirety coming up in about 10 minutes. Um, Taxi Driver a great, has, a, has a lot of great scenes. This one in particular has obviously, as, as Bob De Niro, a young Robert De Niro, is standing in front of a mirror, and he's basically rehearsing something, and, and a very notable scene in movie history. You talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> Talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Good old Robert De Niro. All right, so here's the deal. It's it, he's a great. It's a great performance from him in that scene. It's a great performance from him in that movie. We'll ask you this question today with the Usher tickets on the line. The best performance in a scene ever in a movie. So of all the great movies or the bad movies. But where there is a scene where an actor or actress just grabs your attention. Best answer is going to win the Usher tickets. You can weigh in 215-592-9494. In addition to the Sixers trade deadline, in addition to whether the Phillies offseason has disappointed you or not, John Ritchie, what comes to mind for you? When is Gladiator going to become a classic? Like, when is Gladiator old enough to be? It is. Yeah, it's classic. Gladiator, the scene when he reveals, yeah. I am oh. Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north. Commodus, the jerk, you know, like the, the son of Marcus Aurelius, the, the Marcus Aurelius, who loved that man more than he loved you, is uh, now dead because of you. That's right. It's a great the scene. The audience hates you, it's a great Commodus. Scene. Yes, it really, man, it's cathartic. And uh, Russell Crowe is a really outstanding actor. It's a powerful scene. It really, no uh, by the way, I had a friend recommend I read a Marcus Aurelius book, which I now have on my list to purchase. Seltzer, when you think of a great performance, have you have that book? Yeah, isn't it uh, like Reflections the, or yes, something? Yeah. Reflections is it good? By, I, I haven't read it, but it, I have my, it. Man, my it, buddy told me I should read it. That means, that, okay. Yeah, same. <laughs> there you go. I do have a lot of dorks as friends. What are you going to do? All right. I mean, I'm one myself. So, like I said, what are you going to do? All right. Give us a great answer. A performance in a scene in a movie. Seltzer, what stands out to you? Three letters. A, always. B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Glenn Ross. Oh, Amazing yeah. scene. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's no question. Rhea, when you think scene in a movie, actor or actress with the performance, what hits you? It's a small scene and it's just a cameo, but I was actually talking about it the other day. Gene Hackman as the lonely priest in Young Frankenstein when he terrorizes the uh, monster because he's pouring hot soup on him. He's lighting his thumb instead of a cigar. And as the monster races out, he's like, I was going to make espresso. <laughs> I just I it's it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Look, give us great answers. There's a lot of big ones out there. I got to go to my guy, Robert Redford, who in 1984 with The Natural was tremendous. And the scene I think I love the most of all in that movie is when he finds out that Glenn Close's character has a son. He doesn't yet know that it's his son, but he knows there is a son living in Chicago. And as he walks out of her apartment, he reflects on the sidewalk before moving on to get into a car. It is you can't even see his face for a good chunk of it, but it is just stirring to sense his reaction. Maybe it's his son. Maybe it's not his son. But the love of his life for many years ago has a son. It's it's really powerful stuff. 
Give us a great answer. A performance in a scene, in a movie, the best answer will win the Usher tickets. 215-592-9494. If you missed Dombrowski, what he said yesterday, comprehensive conversation, that plus all the calls up ahead right here on 94 WIP. Hey, we all want to trust the people that service our cars. That's why you should get to United Tire and Service for their fast and friendly service. From a fast oil change to a needed engine repair, they take the time to get to know you and your car. Always working to get you the very best tire prices by shopping the competition. They help you save money on all the major brands. So when you go to them at United Tire, you're going to get the very best price. Check out from one of their 10 locally United. Check out where you should go amongst their 10 locally owned United Tire locations. And you can do that by getting yourself to unitedtire.com. So go to one of their locations or you can schedule an appointment online at unitedtire.com. Once again, that's unitedtire.com. Look, guys, you know the deal. You take care of your car, it'll take care of you for a long time. So get yourself to unitedtire.com. Don't drive alone. Drive United. Good morning, Jenna Cameron, John Ritchie on this uh, Thursday morning. Dave Dombrowski, the conversation we had with him yesterday coming up in just a moment. Today's show sponsor, the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Join me and bet the big game on the Bet Parks app. Bet game and player props. Bet more than the score. You love to play, you play to win. You bet Bet Parks. You must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. All right, the Phillies were so close last year, obviously getting back to the World Series. Certainly had a chance to win it. It was a tremendous disappointment in the end, but a lot of thrills in the lead-up to the crash in October. Um, we talked to Dombrowski yesterday about all sorts of stuff with the Phillies, how it ended last year in the offseason. Let's listen to that conversation. Dave, let's get to this here. So um, this season, this offseason, I should say, one that many people have referred to as a quiet offseason. Now, you guys had a massive signing with Aaron Nola and otherwise no particularly big moves. To the people that say quiet offseason, do you agree with that assessment? And if so, why quiet? Well, I think overall that assessment is accurate. I mean, quiet doesn't mean inactive. I mean, we've been active on many different things as far as staying abreast of what's going on. But, yeah, it's been quiet after our first real big goal was to get a starting pitcher with Aaron becoming a free agent. Of course, we were fortunate to resign him, which is a big signing for us. That really stabilized our starting rotation. And when you say, well, why? I think there's a combination of factors. One is we have a good club. Um, that's apparent. There's not gaping holes. And we're also in an opportunity where giving opportunity to some of our young players, which People are not usually very open-minded to our understanding, but we think if we're going to be the organization that we would like to be throughout, that we would we want to give young players an opportunity. And with that, and those guys are guys like Christopher Sanchez, who did a good job for us. And if you count Christopher in, that gives us five really established major league starters. Uh, 
Kirkering in the bullpen, and if he comes in, that gives us six people, three from the left-hand side with Alvarado, Soto, and Strom, three from the right-hand side with Sir Anthony Hoffman, and then also with uh, Kirkering there. And our positional players, we want to give the opportunity to Rojas. Uh, he did not have a good postseason offensively, but he played well for us beforehand. He's an outstanding defensive outfielder. So it makes us better right off the bat in that regard. And so when you look at our infield, well, we have Harper, we have Stott, we've got Turner, we've got Bohm, got JT behind the plate, you've got Schwarber as your DH, you've got Stanos, you've got Marsh. Well, there, there's not a lot of other holes there if you're going to give Rojas the opportunity. And part of the thing which ends up taking place with rules and, and understanding is that, for example, if you sign a, a player that's a veteran outfielder, let's just say, and say, okay, well, we'll put him in there. Well, A, that doesn't really open an, an opportunity for Rojas. And, and what ends up taking place is, in our case, we've been involved with trying to sign some starting pitchers for depth purposes more so, relief pitchers for depth purposes. Although there have been a couple that would have been established guys for our, um, our bullpen, too, that we thought would definitely be an upgrade. But the the free agents want guarantees that they're going to have that job. And we can't sign a free agent starting pitcher that is, for example, we are involved in Yamamoto. People are aware of that. Well, you can guarantee Yamamoto is starting spot. But if you're going with that type of philosophy, um, most people are going to take a chance where they have the opportunity to go ahead and, and pitch or play there rather than come into our situation. Although we still stay abreast of what's going on and we're in a spot that, not only now, but also during spring training, we'll keep abreast of what's going on with all clubs, and you never can tell what will take place. Dave, you mentioned Rojas a few times there. Do you think it is likely that he is a starter day one of this season or not? Likely, yes. Definitively, no. Um, so I think that's uh, the answer would be yes. Uh, we saw enough at the last couple of months in August and September. Um that we really like what we saw. I've talked to our hitting people um, at length about his progress over the wintertime. He's worked extremely hard. He's made adjustments that he needs to make. And not only, uh, I'm not saying he's going to come up and hit 300 with 20 home runs right off the bat, but I think he can do enough offensively and contribute from an offensive perspective. And when you add his speed in there um, and then his defense, all of a sudden um, he becomes a, a real plus for us. So, Yes, I do think that he will be up, but he has to earn that. We're not going to just give it to him. Dave, we spent a lot of time as a show, and I'm sure a lot of people out there did, um, discussing and debating the merits of Rojas versus Reese Hoskins versus mm -hmm. a free agent. Namely, that you could have uh, put Kyle Schwerber back in left field and had Reese Hoskins as the DH while Bryce Harper would be the first baseman. How tempting or not was the option to keep Reese. How far did that go in your mind until you eventually said, okay, the Reese thing is over. We love him, but he's gone, and we're going with what we got here otherwise. Well, we love Reese Hoskins, first of all. I mean, he, you can't ask for a, a more stable individual that's a Philly organization person, that's a Philly city individual. Reese is a Tremendous person. He and his wife, Jamie, did, did so much. He's also is a really good player. He can hit and hit with power. So he's a good player. He's a Philly from the very beginning. These are the type of things that are tough decisions. We felt, um, and, and no um, 
I don't mean this in a negative vein, but we think that one of the other biggest things we need to do was to try to get Kyle out of left field on a regular basis. Um, his knees over the last couple of years, last year he didn't run as well. He catches what he gets to. Uh, he's a good offensive player, but we think that the defense and the speed help us a great deal more. And so when you look at what our our situation is as far as what we think is a better club, we look at it with having – the outfield defense in, out there for us with some, of course, contribution from an offensive perspective. Well, if you do that, you move Schwarber to DH. Well, putting Bryce at first, there's just not that room for Reese. So that's really what it came down to. And I can understand we debated that ourselves. We had a lot of meetings in that regard. Um, you could also say, well, do you leave Bryce in the outfield? We think it's better at this point to move him to first base. We think he's going to be an outstanding defensive first baseman. And, and I, one thing that's not a, doesn't catch people's eyes that they're really not excited about a great deal. I get it. I mean, I, I love power hitting, right? You love everybody loves a home run. Defense doesn't get as much attention. But when all of a sudden you put Rojas in the outfield and you put Harper at first base, um, you become a really good defensive uh, ball club compared to the other combination of having uh, Schwarbs and left and, and Reese at first base. Dave, how important is it for you to re-sign Zach Wheeler, and when do you anticipate that'll take place? Well, we would love to sign Zach today if we could. Um, I think it's important that we re-sign him. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, really, never get into negotiations publicly, but you can say it's something that's important for us, and we would love to get that done. So, um, I, I know uh, Wheels loves it in um, Philadelphia, loves being part of the organization, and I would say that it's a priority for us. How happy are you with the current rotation and what's the likelihood you'd consider adding a starter like Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell? Well, we're happy with our rotation. And when you look at it in all the analytical aspects of it too, I think they rank us as the number one rotation in baseball. So that's pretty good. Um, in, in a lot of things or at least in the top three. So we like our rotation. We like it with Zach. We like it with, um, you know, Aaron Nola coming back. Uh, Suarez is really a good pitcher. The one thing we'd have to get out of Suarez, and he'll be in camp on time for the first time in a long time due to other time to immigration. And in the WBC, uh, we'd like to get more innings out of him during the regular season, and we think we can do that. Um, Tyon Walker is a really good 3-4 type of starter. He won 15 games for us, but he pitched 170 innings. And then if you're going to give Sanchez the opportunity. So I can't tell you that somebody doesn't, ball in your lap at some point and you say gee that's an opportunity we can't turn down but I think you also have to always combine it with um, we were in on a couple relief pitchers too Um, we we liked them we thought that they would be positives for us but for example the situation uh, with one he wanted to go start somewhere we didn't have a starting opportunity we thought the guy was more is more of a relief pitcher there was somebody else we were in on that we liked a lot he wanted to go close to home, which was on the West Coast. It's like Yamamoto situation. We're very involved in that, and I think people would be shocked if they found out how much money that we put on the table for him. But it really came down to, um, and even though there's a lot of regard for our organization, playing in the city, how we support the club. I mean, the atmosphere at the ballpark is second to none. But he wanted to go to the Dodgers. That was just the way it was. Um, and I don't know that it had as much to do with the presentation of other things that happened in his earlier in his life where he was more of a Dodger fan. So um, again, you keep an open mind towards everything. I mean, every single day I'm, I'm looking at 
who our list of players are, who might make sense for us. But you know, for again, somebody might be okay. You, you need a, and I can understand. Hey, we could use a better bat off the bench. I've seen. Well, we might. We that might end up happening. But and in the outfield, what ends up happening is there's some people. If you try to sign them, they, they want we want to be your left fielder or we want to be your center fielder. Well, right now with giving Rojas the opportunity, um, those are things that we just can't do. But yet, I look every single day, and you just can't tell what will end up happening. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned the WBC uh, last season. It, it sort of contributed to maybe a, a slower start. How will the organization do things differently this spring to hit the ground running to avoid the slow starts of the last two seasons? Well, and there's been meetings and uh, phone calls, and uh, Rob Thompson's been on it with our staff and participated in some of those calls. We'll have our meetings, of course, next week when everybody's here in person. But I think that um, – we probably just need to be in a position that we're more focused on that, not just getting ready for the season to go from there, maybe turn it up a notch. Last year, there was a lot of things that could happen. So two years ago, a little bit different than I think last year. But last year, when you look at all our participants in the WBC, and I'm a supporter, I think WBC is great, but it didn't help us last year because we had three of our positional players in Schwarber, um, Turner, and JT that just didn't get enough at bats to get ready for the beginning of the season. Um, Harper, of course, wasn't ready. You lose Hoskins right before opening day. Well, that, and you put Derek Hall and he gets hurt. So that's a lot of things to affect in that regard. And it also affected our pitching. Suarez wasn't ready. Tyon Walker wasn't, wasn't quite ready. So, um, I, I think we're in a position where, um, having our players in camp more, getting them more ready ourselves, having that thought process, um, and the folks in that regard will be a way that we can be better prepared to start the season. Dave Dombrowski here with us on WIP. Of course, it fills the spring training in just a couple of days. Dave, Aaron Nola, I'm curious, how worried were you specifically about the Atlanta Braves and their desire to sign Aaron Nola? Did that drive you to get to the price you got to because the Braves are the Braves and they're in your division? Well, I was very worried that he would go to the Atlanta Braves or anybody else, but I think the Braves were legitimate um, person that you knew that they had interest. They publicly said that. You, I, I had a pulse of what their offer was. Um, and I knew Aaron wanted to stay in Philadelphia once we got into the process. He had made that clear all along, but once he was out in free agency, I'm always worried in that case because our best chance is to sign a guy like Aaron. Um, and you can say whomever it may be, Zach Wheeler this year, is before they become a free agent because once they become a free agent anything can happen out there so you're in a position where anybody can can overwhelm you but yeah i mean normally when you sign a free agent um, you give them more money than you would like to give them or more years that combination so you get driven to do that but that's what free agency can create although you see some free agents out there this year um that are still sitting there and haven't apparently received the dollars they would want but yeah it it was a concern that we would lose Aaron, and he's really a good pitcher. And I, we really, not only has he been a good pitcher, he's a Philly. You saw the adjustments he made as the year progressed with the, the pitch clock, which was important. Uh, he was quicker to the plate last year at later in the year when he established his, his slide step. So he can, continues to improve, and he's the type of guy that we think can age very well. So uh, we're, we're thrilled that he's back. Dave, fascinating situation a couple months ago. Um, Scott Boris came out and indicated that Bryce Harper wants a new deal with the Phillies. The story publicly seemingly just went away. It's almost like a lot of people probably forgot about it. I know you have not. Should Bryce Harper, who's been unbelievable, 
Should he expect a new deal from the Phils, or are you very comfortable looking him in the eye and saying, listen, big guy, love you. You've been amazing. But that's why John Middleton committed $330 million to you five years ago. What we signed you for is what you're going to get. I mean, should he expect a new deal or not? Well, I would not get into any contract situations publicly. Just never really do that. Um, we'll say have the utmost respect for Bryce, tremendous players, said everything for the our, our club and, and the team and the city. So he's the type of guy you want to have. Um, he's in a situation where you can always desire or want. Anybody can, anything that they would like. Um, we end up making business decisions that sometimes are difficult, but I – I mean, the way one way I would just say it without getting into any particulars is that uh, we're thrilled that he's on board. We, he's, we know he's at Philly for eight more years, and um, there's a lot of times to digest things. But it's a situation where um, we're thrilled that he's on board. And um, again, you can desire and want anything you you would like, but I think it's also the apparent. Noah Bryce, when he gets to spring training under any circumstances, he's ready to go, and you know you're going to get 100 percent from him in every regard. Dave, who's the closer of the team? Well, I think that'll be a decision that we'll make in the spring. Um, and I, I'm not sure even coming out of here that we'll per se have a designated closer. Uh, you work with your managers, and I think we have a few guys that can close games. I mean, Alvarado can close games. Soto's had over 30 saves. Uh, he can close games. Um, Sir Anthony's closed games in the past. Um, Hoffman has the ability to do that. His stuff last year was tremendous. He, he continued to move up the ladder. Uh, I wouldn't even discount a guy like Kirker in closing some games. So I think we're more of a club that looks at and a manager like using a closer by, if you want to say committee, but on matchups more than you do just say this is a designated guy, unless you have somebody like uh, Mariana Rivera. Um, of course, you'd give him the ball. And last year when we went came out of the year, we didn't really expect Kimbrell to be our closer. He ended up closing the games and just moved into that role, and I think about May and continued in that role. But uh, we feel we have a lot of guys who can close games. Lead-off hitter, do you have a preference? Stott, <laughs> Schwarber, Turner. Is there a Dave Dombrowski February 7th preference? I do, but I think I share that more with Rob Thompson. I'll let him answer that question. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's uh, we we talk about those things, and a lot of people disagree and have different thought processes. Yeah, I have my own personal preferences, but uh, that's Topper's decision, and I'll let him uh, make that one. Dave, is uh, the organization cool with Taiwan Walker? I mean, he he went really public after the off season, after the season, you know, social media stuff. You guys cool with him? Yeah, we're fine. Um, in fact, the other day I was just talking. Um, and first of all, I understand when a guy gets frustrated that he doesn't pitch. And, that. and when people look at it, they sometimes it's hard to even for when you're the person involved, when you look at the whole circumstances. We didn't need a fourth starter for a long time, uh, just the way the postseason lined up. And um, so, and he hadn't thrown the ball. So we, we went with the other person. Walker was our fourth starter through, throughout the year, for sure, third or fourth starter. But uh, Rob Thompson's talked to him. Uh, he talked to him at great length uh, within the last couple of weeks. And he's fine. He's ready to go, and we're fine with him. So we're looking forward to him being at camp. Dave, two final questions here. The first, and you guys got so close last year to the World Series, and obviously could have won it all, um, five games away from winning it all. It was another great thrill for the fans to get that close, though. Um, any lessons learned from the elimination last year in the postseason or any part of the postseason journey? 
Well, I don't know if it's as much lesson learned. I mean, most of our lessons were pretty good until we got to the very end. Um, we got up two games to zero. I, I, I don't think our players did take anything for granted at that point, but I will give uh, one thing that ended up taking place, and, and we have looked at this over the winter time, is that I give the Diamondbacks credit. Um, they really uh, adjusted, and we chased a lot those last few games out of balls out of the strike zone. And I think that's something that we're susceptible to doing, but it's also things you can work on. And so it's been a focus for us in that regard, even in discussing with our hitters over the winter time. And we've got some different thought process and different drills that we'll focus on when we get to spring training to hopefully help us a little bit in that regard. And, and Dave, the Andrew Painter rehab, how's it going? And when does the organization expect him to be able to pitch in, in any game? Obviously it would first happen in a, in a minor league game. What's the timeline for Andrew Painter? Well, Painter's rehab is going fine. He's uh, here actually in the minor league camp in our, our camp. Uh, he Right now he's where he needs to be. But he's just tossing at this point, which is where he should be. I don't really look uh, for Andrew to pitch this year. I'm looking towards 2025. I guess you can always be surprised, but I don't want to put that pressure on him. But uh, so far everything's been just as, as thought uh, from the surgery. The rehab's been great. But that's uh, really more the time frame than anything this year. All right, Dave, and I got one more. I said two more. I have a third and final. Here we go. I mean, baseball operations covers a lot of ground, including music selection in the clubhouse. <laughs> Should dancing on my own be put to bed because, you know, you did not win the World Series the last two years, or is it too integral to this group of players, to Phillies fans in a recent Phillies history, to shove it aside? Should it be embraced moving forward or not? No, I, I give you the, the the realistic answer on that. I like this song. I didn't know the song before it got played a couple of years ago. I like this song, and really, my vote counts as zero in this regard. <laughs> the, the players will make that decision themselves, and uh, I, you can make an argument uh, any way you would like on that one. I like this song, but those guys will sit down and decide if they should play it or not, and they'll they will not ask my opinion whatsoever. <laughs> It only goes yeah. so far. The, the, bo- the boss's right. leverage only goes so far. Dave, uh, good luck, obviously, with you know what's up ahead in the coming weeks with spring training and then ultimately the start of the season, and we look forward to, to talking it throughout it. Thank you, Dave. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. All right, that's Philly's uh, president of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski. The- How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.